Hey guys, I'm Caitlin Adams, and welcome to the Kirk Students Podcast. We're the student ministry from the Kirk Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is where you'll hear sermons from Josh Lyle, Colin Grant, and other guest speakers. You can look in the show notes for small group questions and talking points. Make sure you subscribe and share with anyone who follows Kirk Students. If you want to know more about us or get in touch, visit us at thekirk.com or follow us on Instagram at Kirk Students. Now, let's jump in. Welcome. How's it going? You guys doing okay? Thanks. That was good. I like it. Thanks, Thomas. Thanks for the energy. Uh, Hey, good to be with you guys tonight. Uh, We are in our last week of the Habits series. Um, Just so you guys know, we've got one more Wednesday night left together. So next week's going to be our last Wednesday night of the semester. Um, I know. Aw. Thank you. Fellowship. She's the only one who I like. Um, but talk to your group tonight about planning an end of the year party. Um, leaders, if you haven't heard about that, check your email. Sorry. Um, so uh, do that, and um, and we will keep you guys posted on what is to come this summer. We're looking at doing a girls' Bible study and a guys' Bible study and a couple other things. So um, And then we'll have Sunday mornings also. So it's not the whole summer to be fair or anything like that. It's just the last Wednesday night for the semester. But all that to say, tonight is our, our final week in this Habits series. Um, and all through, all through this series, we've been talking about how we can connect with an invisible God. How do you talk to a God that you can't see? How do you get to know a God? How do you have a relationship with a God that you can't see, that you can't always uh, feel, that you don't always um, experience a physical, like you don't have this, this uh, hangout, you can't go get coffee. Um, how do you have a relationship? Um, and so we've been talking about habits that we can build into our lives. Um, we talked um, a couple of weeks ago about, I kind of shared with you the, the science of what happens when habits are formed in your brain, right? And how habits are really a series of small decisions um, that build up over time, that continue um, to form you into who you are. Things that seem really insignificant, little choices that you make each day can turn into habits that turn into um, who you are. We've talked about habits of prayer. We've talked about habits of nearness with God. We've talked about a habit of talking about God and, and sharing God with other people. Um, and we've talked about cultivating a habit of listening for God. Um, and so tonight we're going to be talking about cultivating a habit of worshiping God. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, I talked about John, my husband, and his struggle to remember whether or not he closed the garage door. Do you guys remember this if you were here? And how every time we drive away from the house, every single time we drive away from the house, he looks at me and he says, did I close the garage door? And why he can't remember that is not his fault. It's not his fault. It's because it's a habit of his brain. It's not something that he's consciously choosing to do anymore, right? It's something that he just reaches up as he's backing out of the driveway and he closes the garage door. And it's, it's not a conscious choice that he's making. And so, again, I'm going to say what I want, after, what I want from our, our time together tonight, from our, our talk tonight, is 
is for worship to become a subconscious habit of yours. That as you, um, as you go through your day, it's, it is no longer something that you have to stop and, and think about. You know, I think we were talking about prayer and talking to God and, and nearness to God and, um, at that time. And, and it's the same with worship. It's, it's going to be something that, that I hope that you'll be able to build in to your, uh, into your mind and into your rhythms that is a natural response. Something that's, that you don't have to stop and think about. You just have to, this is just now how you live your life. Um, that's, that's how habits get formed. Um, so I'm going to use John as an example again tonight because he's wonderful. And if you know him, you know probably, I don't know how many, you probably know two things about him. You know he works at the church maybe, um, works with kids here at the church. Um, if you know John, you also know that he loves Clemson football. He loves Clemson football. He we have a dog named Clemson. He named his dog after this school that he didn't go to. Okay, so um, he loves Clemson football. Don't tell me I said that. Um, so much so that before he, uh, before he was in a committed relationship, before he shared a budget with somebody else, he flew himself to the national championship in Las Vegas to go see Clemson football, to go see Clemson uh, play, play this game. He didn't go, he didn't even go with anyone. That's how much John, like, what, like, wanted to go to the national championship because Clemson went. He flew himself alone to Las Vegas <laughs> to go watch a football game, and he just, like, made friends as he went. That is my nightmare, first of all, so I'm just going to let you know that we're very different people in that regard. Um, but he just was like, yeah, I'll just, like, hang out with people as we go. Then uh, they lost. <laughs> Um, so he flew himself anyway, and then the next year, I think uh, we we had met that year, and and we're watching the Clemson goes again to the national championship, and we're watching the game like in a restaurant, um, and they win the national championship, and John, I'm like, oh my gosh, like whoa, like turn to John on the floor of the restaurant. On the floor. And I looked for the video and I couldn't find it. I was going to show it to you. On the floor of the restaurant is my grown husband, my adult husband, just on the floor of the restaurant. Because he loves Clemson football. And so if Clemson football is doing well, if the game is going well, and his dad is the exact same way, and they'll call each other and they'll talk, at, like, only on commercials. And if they're doing well, then they're in a good mood and they're chatty and he's able, like, if we have friends over to watch a game, like, if he's doing well, like, he's helping me, like, host people and he's a kind person. And if they are not doing well, he is not fun to be with. <laughs> he's not a fun person to be around. Like, just, if they're not doing well. And so, can any of you relate, are any of you, like, are any of you that committed to... <laughs> Obviously, Missy Little is that way in the back. Um, yeah, so maybe a few of you can relate to that. You've got a team, you know, or like a thing that if it's going well, like you're, I don't know if it's something, if it's your, I would assume, if you're in the student section at a game, right, your school, and they're doing well, like you're in a good mood, or maybe you're just there to like hang out with people, so maybe you're not paying attention to the game, that's fine too. But like, we get it, right? Like there are things 
that we have a, a uh, physical, emotional reaction to when we're really into something. Um, and, and I start with all of that as an example because if, if we really uh, are into it, like we're going to have a reaction. Um, people are going to know. People are going to know that we're into it. And that honestly is what worship is in a way. Worship is a reaction to who God is. Worship is a reaction to who God is. It's how we express how we feel. Um, and we're going to dig into that. So I've been thinking a lot about like the idea of worship through singing, what we just experienced together. I've been thinking a lot about that lately because I brought some friends to church recently um, that are not really necessarily church people. Um, and I just wondered, like, what is your reaction? What's your, what's your, uh, what do you think of worship if it's not a practice that you are, are used to, that you're as, as familiar with? It might be a little bit strange. Um, and even for those of you in the room who are more familiar with worship through singing, it still might be a little bit strange sometimes, right? Like we're standing here in a room together, uh, like like maybe lifting like a hand or like kind of maybe you're like a swayer, you know? You just like <laughs> or maybe you're like a like non-committal worshiper. But like, and I'm gonna go. You know, there's like all these. Or maybe you're like not a singer. Maybe you're somebody who just like is gonna like be into it, but you're not gonna sing because you don't want anybody to hear your voice. <laughs> or maybe you're somebody who like doesn't care about any of that, and you're gonna sing like as much as you can, as loud as you can, and whatever. Um, which I'm sorry, I was standing. I'm that person, so sorry for who I was standing by. Um. A lot of times, I don't know. I don't know. It's just like there's all this like there we can get, uh, we can turn it into some, we can turn worship through singing into this game in our minds that's about a lot of things that worship isn't actually, isn't actually about. Um, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't, it's, it's just, it's just not that complicated. And, and I get it. I totally do. Like there's just times where I feel awkward or I'm just not really really into uh, the, the song or whatever, and I'm just thinking about, like, what is happening around me or what I look like or whatever, but it's just not that complicated, and here's why. Josh made this point last week. I have been thinking about it all week. The Bible says God is love two times, and the Bible says, and we talk about that all the time, God is love, God is love. We hear that. We preach it. We say it to each other. God is love. The Bible says God is holy over 400 times. And I've been thinking about that. Why don't we talk as much about his holiness? God is holy. God is love, yeah. But God is, is holy. In Leviticus it says, I will show myself holy. Be holy because I am holy. Don't profane my holy name. Even my name is holy. I am the Lord. Because I am holy, I make them holy. Just my holiness being around something makes it holy. Holy ground, holy people, holy place of worship, the holy Bible. Just God's presence makes something holy. And Joshua, he's a holy God. 
in 1 Samuel, there is no one holy like the Lord. There's no one holy like the Lord. And, and at its core, worship is just responding to God's holiness. God is holy. And worship is our response to that. And we said this, Josh said this last week, holiness means different. It means something set apart, something that's, that's dedicated or consecrated to something divine, something apart from us. Um, worship is how we respond to God's holiness. And like I said, in our, we react to stuff all the time. We react to things that are good. And, and when, we, when we find something that's really good and that, or something happens that's really good, like, we want to share that, right? Like, we tell people about it. We, if you watch a really great TikTok, like, you're going to probably send it to somebody. You're going to send it to a bunch of people, right? Like, I do that all the time. Or, like, post on Instagram, like, whatever. Like, you read something funny, you see a funny meme, like, you're going to send that to people. Like, something, like, I'm reacting to something funny. Something bad happens, we react to it. You've ever been stung by a jellyfish? Yeah. What do you do? You're like, you, yeah, panic, like, or freak out or whatever. You, like, hit, you slam your car, your, your finger in a car door, like, hit your hand with a hammer. Like, blah. Like, you don't think, you don't stop and think about how you're going to react. Like, you just react out of pain, right? And there are things in our life that, that happen, and we just react, and we don't have to stop and think about it. It's just, this is just a reaction. Worship, worship is our reaction to who God is. Does that make sense? And it's not, it's not a reaction to God when he's good or when he's bad. It's a reaction to God, to God, to his presence, to who he is. So there's a book in the kind of middle of your Bible, if you just sort of open it, um, the Psalms. It's a book uh, that is a collection of songs and poems that are, are, are used for worship. And um, I would say you could describe the book of Psalms like a playlist or like a bunch of playlists. Like, I feel like, like there are songs of worship for all different moods. You got playlists, you play for different moods. Like, if you're in a really bad mood, you got to play this one. You are working out, like this is your workout playlist. Uh, you are really happy or whatever. Like, I think that's because songs evoke some emotion in us. Um, they evoke uh, different, different feelings or they help us express different feelings. And so there's songs in the Psalms um, that are, are for laughter and joy. There are psalms for sadness and lament and for heartbreak and for wisdom and all these different things. And, um, and we get to see over and over again God's people just worshiping him. And so I want to read some of the words. I'm, I'm going to start in Psalm 95, but I just kind of am going to jump around. Psalm 95. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make uh, joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. The Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. Oh, come, let us worship him and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, for he is our God. We are the people of his pasture. We're the sheep of his hand. Um, 96. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. 
declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples, for great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Um, Sing to the Lord a new song, for he's done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He's revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth in joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre and the lyre and the sound of melody with trumpets and the sound of the horn. Make a joyful noise before the king. Let them praise your great and awesome name. Holy, holy is he. Make a joyful noise. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. And that's not all the psalms in this book, but this is a collection of songs of, of, um, of God's people just praising him, just praising him, um, singing with thanksgiving because, because they know that God has done something for them. They know who God is and that he has saved them from something, that he has saved them to himself. And this is the response. This is the response of God's people. Um, they know and understand that nothing in the world, nothing on this earth is as worthy of their praise as God is. And so we do things like sing songs. Um, the book I'm reading on prayer, I was reading it this morning, says, I often need the words of others to help me see what's in my soul when my own language fails me. I often need the words of other people to help me see what's in myself when, the lang- when my own language fails me. Does, anybody, does that resonate with anybody? Like, I need, a, I need songs of worship because I, I, can't underst- I can't always understand and recognize what's in my own soul. I need songs of heartbreak because I can't fully recognize sometimes what's in my own soul or I need the words of scripture or I need somebody else's thoughts and feelings. I need somebody to put some words to what I'm feeling. Um, and I think that's why we, that's why we use music, for instance, in all the different ways that we do. That's why we play it in the locker room as we're getting ready to go out. That's why we play it in the weight room when we're, when we're trying to, that's why you probably get in your car sometimes and just crank it all the way up just because like I need I need this uh, emotional response I need to hear uh, I need to hear someone else saying what I don't have the words to say Um, and so the reason all of that translates and and way long before you and I were worshiping in this building uh, God's people were writing and pouring out their hearts on the pages of of scripture um, in order to collectively, as a group, sing these songs of praise to God. Um, worship isn't, isn't just emotional either. It's, it's a humbling. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a place of, of humility. Whether you're worshiping together um, or, or in, your, in your room by yourself or in your car, wherever, um, it's a way of saying, God, you are bigger than I am. I'm going to come before you. I'm going to offer my praise to you because I understand that you are holy and I don't know what I'm doing here. Or I don't understand, but I know, or you're so good to have given me these blessings. Like all of these feelings, it's just a humbling to, to tell 
God over and over that he is holy and worthy of our praise. And music isn't the only way that we can that we can worship God, and um, we're going to have a, a night of worship next week and, um, and talk through that and pray through that a little bit more of, of what, um, what worship, uh, of, of just being together in worship. Um, but it, it, we need to understand, I need you to understand it's, it's, it's not just music either. And what I want you guys, when you go to small groups here in a minute, what I want you guys to talk about is how can you worship God in all areas of your life. Um, Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Worship is singing songs, but it's not only singing songs. Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as though you're working for the Lord. Um, And so what are ways that you in your life can get into a habit of worship, not just singing songs. Yes, that can be part of it. But what are other ways that you can get into a habit of um, of worshiping God? And so, a couple of ideas. Um, maybe if some of this like discussion about music has stirred something in you, or if you are somebody who connects well through music, start there. Um, play your worship playlist all of next week, right? Like, what if this whole next week? That's the one you go to every time and see if something changes. See if something in your mind shifts towards a habit of worshiping God in, in song. For me, I have been doing that lately um, by I'm playing a, a playlist from the If Gathering that has really just struck a chord with me. And I'm listening to those songs over and over. And for some reason, I think because May is like slapping me in the face every day when I wake up. Like May just is like is so nuts. I can't even. And so, like, I'm, yeah, just like that. And I'm like, so every, so I just have been, like, every time I get in my car, I'm, I'm, like, desperate for just, like, breath from God. I don't know. And I've just been, it's just been kind of a thing. I've just been, like, clicking that same playlist. And it, it honestly is helpful to me. And that may not, that may or may not be your experience. And maybe it is for a week. And, and I'm not saying only listen to worship music, but like if you're in a a tough season or a really busy season, what happens for you if you go to that music over and over where there are songs of praise and of hope and of holiness that just go into your mind that are just, even if it's just background, what happens in your heart if you get to your destination and that's what you've been listening to, or if you, um, if you get to, to where you're going and, and you've been walking across campus or whatever, like, and that's what you've been listening to, does something change? Um, another thought, pick, um, pick one activity that you have to do um, this week, and instead of just doing it, um, what would it look like for you to do it as an act of worship? So that act, that's kind of vague. That activity, maybe it's practice, um, and some maybe it's it's um, maybe it's state <laughs> tennis this week, right? Or maybe it's regionals, or maybe it's tryouts. And and instead of just getting it done because you have to get it done, um, what if you commit right now or tonight in your small group to do it as an act of worship? What does that mean? Talk about what that means. How about like it's not just thinking of yourself in those moments, but you're there doing those things for everyone that's around you. 
how does that change that activity? If it's studying for finals, how do you study for finals as an act of worship? How do you, so this has been mine. I'm trying to give you examples from my life. Um, I am doing a lot of laundry right now. And I have been convicted in the last week thinking about this to do laundry as worship to God. And so in the time that I'm switching clothes over and I'm uh, hanging stuff up and whatever, guys, it takes like a really long time. Um, I am either praying for John, if it's John's clothes, I'm praying for my son, Asher, if it's his laundry, which it always is because we have so much stuff and he needs to so many things. Um, I'm praying for him or I'm praying for our family. I'm, I'm, I'm present in that moment because there's nothing else I can do. But, but do this laundry. In this moment where I know this needs to get done, this is the task before me. How do I do this task that seems uh, like menial? Like, how do I do this task to the worship of God? Another thing, um, pay attention to the things that, uh, that you love. Pay attention to the things that you love. So when you have a moment this week of something that gives you life, Pay attention to that. What does it look like to stop and praise God for that? What does it look like to stop and give him thanks right in that moment? Um, for me, uh, I am trying, again, I'm trying to get some room to breathe. Uh, I wake up in the morning and I let my dogs out. That's the first thing I do. I let my dogs out. Um, and I step out on my back porch and I've been trying to look at the clouds and take a deep breath. <laughs> just in and out and thank God for this day. And that's it. It doesn't have to be a huge thing. When you find something this week that gives you life, how do you stop and build into your rhythm a habit of worshiping God? And so those are some examples. I want you to go, uh, when you go to small group, I want you to talk about what ways in your life you can build a habit of, of praise to God. Um, let me pray for you and we'll go to small groups. God, we